episode 131 of the Mindset Game podcast, and I'm your host, James Roberts. I'm a two-time Paralympian, online training and nutrition coach, and owner of James Robert Fitness. You can find more of my content by going to my website, fitamputee.co.uk. Each week on the Mindset Game podcast, we bring you an inspirational athlete, message, or expert talking about human optimization to teach you how to change the perception of your mindset and become 1% better. And on today's show, I've got Angelos Sanders. He's the co-host of Your Success podcast, as well as the co-author of Your Success, Hidden Traits of Successful People and How You Can Become a Success Too. Make sure to share this with your friends on your Instagram story on Twitter, or on Facebook. They can find this episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere that they listen to podcasts by searching for Mindset Game Podcast. In the episode, we talked about how was the Your Success Podcast created, and secondly, how was the book Your Success, Hidden Traits of Successful People, and how you can become a success to thought about. What are the top three traits on being successful? Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Angelos's opinion on how people can improve themselves by 1% and how people can change their perception of mindset, looking inward and are you truly happy with what you are doing and look at the five people you spend the most time with and why these individuals could be bringing you down and finally dealing with failure, looking at it more positively, having a solution not a problem. Take a screenshot and tag at Angelos Saunders and at James O. Roberts 11. Without further ado, let's get into today's show. So welcome on to the show, Angelos. Hello. Thanks for having me, James. So before we delve into today's topic, Angelos, can you talk to my listeners about, obviously, firstly, how your podcast, your success podcast was created, and then secondly, how did you come up with the idea of releasing the book thereafter. Well, this book, you mean? <laughs> so, um, hello everyone. Uh, my name is Angelo Sanders, and I started the the podcast uh, with my co-host Morat Hakeer um, last year. And if I can take you back. I created this um, professional investment group, or PIG for sure, about five years ago. And the reason I wanted to do that is because investing in property or investing in anything can be quite a lonely journey. And so I, I started with seven people in my living room, um, talking about property investing, making money, creating wealth, mindset, personal development, very important stuff. And fast forward to five years later, and we had a thousand people across um, the southwest of um, England, so in Plymouth and in Truro, talking about mindset, talking about property, talking about um, just general, generally improving yourself. And I've always enjoyed creating networks, and I see the power of having a great network. They see that you can measure a man by the size of his network, and his net worth by looking at the size of his network, and it's very, very true. And during that process of creating the pig network, a chap called Murat Hakir, or Mo Hakir, um, a man with incredible hair, he contacted me whilst I was on honeymoon. And I was playing with the idea of creating a po- podcast because I think it's a great um, medium to get people to listen to new ideas whilst you're on the go in the car, etc., etc. 
and it was going to be called Pigpods. And Mo contacted me and, and said, um, would you be interested in creating a podcast? Because um, I'd like to work together with you. And I said, well, funny enough, Mo, I'm thinking about the same idea at the same time. Why not meet up after my honeymoon and we can um, talk about it? And we did, and we listed the key purpose of the podcast, and that's to talk about success. Uh, not just financial success, but personal success. Um, and right across the field. And we we started it in October 2017. And fast forward to November 2018, and we've got thousands and thousands of listeners every month from around the world. So our, the top three areas of the world that listen to us are in Plymouth, in London, and California, of all places. Um, we even have listeners in Peru and South Korea, of which I'm really quite proud of. Um, and we've interviewed some outstanding people, including yourself, James. Um, I think your podcast is coming out in the next week or so. But we've also interviewed people who are world record holders. Um, we have interviewed people who are Hollywood actors, um, local business people, personal development experts, um, a tobacco scientist who took on the tobacco industry in America and was sued for bill- hundreds of billions of dollars and won. Um, all the, and had a film made about him with Russell Crowe and Al Pacino, an outstanding guy. And all these amazing people talking about a variety of subjects, um, but mostly focusing on how to improve yourself and how to create the best version of you and how to create a success of yourself. Um, so that's how it came about, really, James. And it's been a, a real great experience for us. And one thing that we've learned more than anything is if we had just talked about it and whatever else and just thought, yeah, we'll create a podcast later on or another time, it's a great idea. We just took action, start now, get perfect later, right? Mm-hmm. And we were a little bit rough around the edges. If you listen to our first podcast, I'm sure people um, listen to it more for comedy than anything. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we, we've had a really great time, and we've, we've met some outstanding people. I mean, 2019, we've got some uh, mega people that we've got lined up that we want to interview, such as Warren Buffett, Oprah Winfrey, Richard Branson, oh. all these great people. Um, we're really, really excited to, to interview, and we hope that we can achieve that. Um, one thing that came out of it early this year, so February time, Mo and I were saying, well, we're collecting all this great wisdom from all these people. And we always ask them, what does success mean to you? And every person's um, definition of success is unique because no two people in the world want exactly the same thing. It's a, literally an infinite range of definitions. And we decided we were going to use our own uh, journeys, our own wisdom, and uh, merge that into our interviewees and all of the wisdom and we created a book called Your Success and the book is talking about the hidden traits of successful people and how you can become a success as well. So we've identified 10 key common traits that successful people have um, from the interviews that we've done and also the research we've done and also looking at our own selves as well. And we've put it together into a book, and we've included a toolkit. So it's a success toolkit. So it complements every single chapter, every all of the 10 key traits, because it's all very well knowing the theory. There's a lot of books out there that talk about the theory of success, but the most important part is taking action, and we try and encourage you to do that. So you can buy the book on Amazon. Uh, we reached number one bestseller uh, when we launched it, which we're really, really proud of, and we sold copies around the world. And we've had some great feedback from people where they've written into us and said, you've helped inspire me. I've, I've now left the job that I wasn't happy with and I've gone to create my own business. Or just general you know, support messages. So we're really, really pleased that we've written the book. And out of interest, Angelos, what is, is there kind of um, 
a trend in terms of what people coin their top three um, successes, or does it vary between individual or what profession they come from? Well, I think irrespective of what profession or what business or what trade or you know who you are, what you've achieved, we are human beings at the end of the day. And the the key, the top three traits, uh, sorry, the top three definitions of success for people that we found from the research that we've done, we've spoken to hundreds of people. And number one is having the freedom of choice. So I determine what I will do with my future. Um, That was the number one uh, definition of success. Number two was spending time with my friends and family. That was very, very important with people who have become successful, whether that's millionaires or billionaires, whoever it is, those are the top two. And then finally, number three was money. Um, Because in this society, we still need money and we still use money to create a future for ourselves. Um, Now, it's not necessarily always the end all of things. You know, materialism, we talk about the pros and cons of materialism, having a nice flash Ferrari, a nice big house, etc., etc., but what we find is that money is essentially the bridge to get to the top two. So having the freedom of choice, spending time with friends and family. So uh, some people have this view mindset of money is e- uh, you know money is evil. It isn't evil. It's you know it's it's neither good or bad. It depends on what the person does with it. But we find it's a very useful tool to buy back your time to achieve your freedom to spend time with your friends and family. So that's what we found from the research that we conducted for the book. Well, that's quite interesting. You, you you raise that point in terms of what people perceive as a negative. Obviously, it's a necessity in in everyday life. You, you well, if you could go deeper than that, if you don't have money, you can't eat. Yeah, absolutely. And we talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, where at the bottom, you know, you have you need to have shelter, you need to have food, you need to have water, all these essential things. And then once you have those basic essentials, then you can move up to the next step, you know, having a sense of purpose, all these kind of things. So it's very, very important to have um, money because money allows you to pay the bills, to have a nice home, to you know, go out and eat with your friends and family, all these important things. But it can also do great things. You know, you can create um, charitable organizations to help uh, other people. You can create schools to help inspire the next generation of people. So yeah, money is neither good or bad. It's just there, it exists, it's a great tool, um, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to become wealthy. And that probably moves nicely on to my next question for you. I know from a sports perspective now, we talk about this, especially at the elite level, about improving yourself by 1%. In your opinion, how can you? how do you see people being able to improve themselves by 1%? That's a good question. I think it all comes back down to where do you want to go with your life? What, what is that 1% change that you want to make in your life? And I think it has to start with just stepping back and looking out at your whole life and, and setting a clear vision and having clear goals. So one of the most important things that we've written in the book is knowing your why. Why is it that you want to create X? You know, Is it you want to be an astronaut? Is it you want to be the best athlete? Is it because you want to create a, a charity to help people? You know, what is the most important thing for you? And not be influenced by the media or your friends and your family. What is the true values and the vision for yourself? And sometimes that, that can take a bit of time to identify what it is. But once you've done that, once you have a clear vision and once you have your clear goals, then you, not, then you need to start 
um, creating an action plan. What is it? So, for example, I'll, I'll talk about myself because it's the easiest thing to talk about. You need to create, you need to start forming lasting habits. So, when I was, you know, in my teenage years, I was extremely fit. I used to run miles and miles every day, no problem at all. And then you you start corporate life when I was working um, for um, a company, and then you start slowing down. You put on weight, right? Um, and then it's it's quite insidious how very quickly you can become quite um, unathletic because you've got targets with your job, you've got pressures, you get home, you're tired, you can't bother to go to the gym, and very quickly you put on quite a bit of weight. So I, ident- I identified that many years ago, and I thought, right, well, how do I now stop this? You know, I need to get back into proper shape again. This is, you know, being a bit reckless with my eating habits, etc. It's, it's very easy to be lazy with when it comes to things. Mm. I'll start the gym next week or next month, and it never happens. So my, I set a clear goal and vision, and that was to shed a, a couple of stone, whatever it was, to get back my six-pack, all these kind of, you know, things. Very, very important. And so I went for a run. Simple as that. I made the conscious choice of going for a run around the block. So it's a couple of mile run, and I hadn't done it in about three, four years. And I'll tell you what, James, though, those last hundred meters, I was sweating like a son of a bitch, and it was hard. And then the next day, I went for another run, and it was hard again. And then I gave myself a day off. And then after a period, a couple of weeks, so it got easier and easier. And the weight started dropping, and I felt more comfortable. So I extended the run by another half a mile, then mile. And then after a while, when I didn't run, it felt I felt really bad because I, I I created this habit which I enjoyed and that was getting fit and I really enjoy it and then it had other positive knock-on effects in my life so I had more energy I wanted to spend more time creating my own business um, I was happier as a person I felt more confident and all these little things it compounds you know you, we all know what the compound effect is you know small little changes um, slowly accumulate and they become this great um, this great change within me. So after two, three months, I'd, I'd hit my weight goals. Um, I was feeling a lot better, um, and it became a habit. And now every, you know, fast forward to three, four years, three, four times a week, I still go out regularly running. I, I do all the usual fitness things. So it's become ingrained within my soul. But the most important thing was taking that first step and identifying what it is that I wanted and then actually going out and doing it. And out of interest now, and I, and I do talk about the why factor as well. Why is that that correlation between people that and it's probably a very difficult question to answer now. Uh, when they actually find their why, are more successful in achieving their results as opposed to somebody that's gonna listen to be it the media, their or their kind of their entourage. Okay, well, yeah, that's a really good question, Jason. But it comes down to your own core values and what it is that is really important to you. So, um, what do I mean by that? Let's say um, you've got pressures from your friends in school or, you know, you hear that the media, you know, you've got to be slim, you've got to, you've got to smoke because your friends are smoking in, in school, you've got to do what the cool kids are doing. And people can easily be led down the wrong path, which isn't congruent with their own vision and their own values in life. Um, and so that's why it's very important to identify what your why is and, and really go to town on it. Ignore what your friends and family expect from you. I mean, there's a lot of pressure that comes from parents. I want my son to be a doctor. We've all heard, you know, I want him to be a solicitor, all that stuff. But your son loves going up painting or dancing or, you know, your daughter wants to be a ballet dancer. You know, encourage those things because it's true to what their vision and what their values are. If you start adopting 
let's say your parent says to you, I want you to be a solicitor, and you start adopting what they do, and you start university, and you do a law degree. After the first year, it's like, oh, Christ, you know, this is hard work. I, this is a struggle for me. I'm not enjoying this. And I think if you if you do the stuff that's really great for you, if, if it's congruent with your why and your vision and your values, it won't feel like hard work because you'll enjoy the whole process. So that's very, very important, having enjoyment with, with the process as well. I think that's what, what you work. I echo that sentiment. It, it's probably, if we use my example, I've probably most, my most happiest, we'll say, a good proportion of the time because training is not fun all the time, but was my uh, lifetime between, gosh, what would I have been? Between the ages of, say, seven, say 16, 17 until I was 27 at the elite level of sport. Okay, there's got the stress that come with that, but I enjoyed not all the time, and be it whatever, more specifically, it was probably the, the time I was in rowing, would have been between 2006 till 2009. You give me any facet of training, I, I, I would enjoy it. Probably it helped that it's an outdoor sport, so the, it's very seasonal, so you've got that joy of, well, it's the, the, you may train in the same location, but it's not the same all year round. Whereas if we harpen back to when I was swimming, and I've talked about this countless times on other shows, it's very repetitive and quite dull as a, as a training sport because, okay, the venue may change. The, the exterior of a building is different, but the swimming pool is always going to be the same, be it 25 metres or 50 metre pool. So I think that one makes it very tedious and very repetitive in, in its nature, whereas the other two sports, rowing probably more specifically, I enjoyed. So it's I think it does happen back to that. And people, maybe more specifically on the sporting sense, not going away from why they got into sport, that's probably the easiest one to be able to collate between the two, is you obviously got into the sport that you do because you enjoy, you loved it or you enjoy it and you enjoy it very much. So it's not losing that connection with the the initial uh, uh, well sentiment um, emotion you had towards it because once that's gone it becomes tedious like I was saying with swimming and once that gets a factor you're going to have to well you should retire because you, you, you're just doing it for the sake of it well that's it yeah James you're doing something that you love something that you enjoy doing if someone said to you or you had pressures from X, Y, and Z, maybe a career advisor or whatever, change your really good numbers as well. I think you should become an accountant. And you thought, well, it is a safe occupation. People always need accountancy. And it is a good paid occupation. I, I think I'll go for what's comfortable and what's safe. So I'm going to study accountancy. And you become an accountant. And after five, ten years, you're like, Jesus Christ, man, what am I doing in my life? You know, I'm so unhappy. But I, it's comfortable, it's safe. I've got a mortgage now, I've got children, so I've got obligations, so I can't pursue my dream easily of becoming a, an athlete like you, um, like you like you were. And that's why it's important not necessarily to always set on your life. And sometimes it's important to just get outside your comfort zone. If you've got a dream or a passion in your life, just go for it. Because you owe the world and you owe yourself to do the best that you can. And if you have a gift, you have to get. You have to share it with the world. We're all born with gifts, and you you've done extremely well, James, overcoming odds um, physically, and you just smashed out the park. And you've done incredible stuff with yourself. So, 
yeah, using yourself as role models would be an awesome way to to start, you know, changing your mindset, shall we say, um, looking at different ways to improve your life. So that probably feeds in nicely into my next question for you. How, in your opinion, can people change their perception of mindset now? Okay, so I think to start changing your mindset, really, um, I would we'll just touch on that, but the first thing I would do, I, I was doing it when I was uh, a lot younger and I didn't even realize it, is role model the best people. Um, so for me, it, you know, Alexander the Great, um, you know, that guy achieved outstanding things by the age of 32. Uh, Warren Buffett, as I've grown older and appreciated investing and things like that. All these people do things day in, day out, which you know we can all learn from. And we can be inspired by the obstacles they've overcome and the challenges they face and the leadership that they've um, inspired in others. And all these things you can learn from. I also think it's very important to look inward. We touched upon it earlier. Challenge yourself. You know, Is what you're doing right now really in tune with what you want in life? Are you really happy doing what you're doing? We talk about being an accountant, but is an accountant really what you want to be doing with your life? Or do you want to go out there and create that, I don't know, that art business that you've always wanted to do, but you thought, oh, it's a bit too scary. It's not, I'm outside of my comfort zone. So just look inwards. Challenge yourself. It's very important that we're challenged. Look at the five people that you spend the most time with. You know, you can, you can um, predict your future wealth and your future career by the five people that you spend time with. Are you spending time with people in the pub, your friends in the pub? Are you uh, spending time with people who constantly don't look after their, their diet and their health and things like this? All of these things drag you down. So maybe you need to change your friend circle slightly to spend time with people who inspire you, who help you, who push you, who want you to become a success. So it's very, very important to look at your environment. It's very, very important. Perhaps you need a mentor or you need a coach in your life. Uh, we don't know it all, and sometimes we can accelerate our learning and our path to success, as, uh, as I'm sure you have experienced, James, many, many coaches over the years. Um, we talked about vision and goals. It's so important to have a vision and to back it up with goals because ultimately you need to have a path or a destination that you can aim for. You know, For you, it would be to be the best athlete you possibly can, um, to really push yourself um, for others, it may be another goal or whatever it may be, but it's very important to have it up there so you can strive towards it. Um, very, very important. Human beings, our nature is to constantly grow and to move forward. And that's why I, I like to challenge myself when I get comfortable and think, am I doing the best I possibly can? Is there another level I can push myself to? Also, having um, dealing with failure, I think, is a very important thing when it comes to mindset. Um, we have a uh, saying on site um, when we're doing lots of refurbs in our, our property projects is solutions, not problems. So if you have a problem, before you ring me up, you have a, a solution or have at least an idea of what the solution could be so we, then we can overcome that problem. And that's the same with achieving your goals and your success. Um, you will encounter failures, you will encounter problems, but it's your mindset of how you deal with that that allows you to move to the next level. Um, common saying, you're either earning or you're learning, right? Um, and I've done enough um, learning in my lifetime, and I'm sure I'll continue to do lots of learning before I hit the earnings stages again. So it's, it's important, all of those things, just very quickly, um, if you can start harnessing and, and, and using some of those, um, those traits and those ideas, that can really help push your mindset to the next level. And never stop learning. Pick up that book, um, 
listen to that podcast like yours um, and just constantly put make give your brain the best possible food it can. You know, education doesn't stop at school. We're always, always learning. So it's very important to always push yourself and to learn new skills. And then that probably goes quite nicely with, with this question. It's kind of listening to you, you speaking now, Angelos. Do, do you think it comes down to the fact that it's looking at uh, your mindset from this specific way in terms of looking for a solution as opposed to something that's restricting you and looking at it more so, uh, be it from a growth mindset as opposed to a fixed mindset? Yeah, having a, a growth mindset is absolutely key. Um, if you want to achieve success in your, in your life, you have to want to push yourself. You have to want to know the, the next great best thing. I mean, what, for example, with property, I talk about property because I deal with property all the time, buying and selling. There's so many different things when it comes to property that you need to be aware of. You need to know about the physical structure. You need to know about finances. You need to know a little bit about law and um, structures of, of accounting and and company formation and how am I going to raise this finance and how am I going to manage this team and then how am I going to manage my tenants. So you have to be a people person. You have to have all these different skills um, to create a successful business. Um, and you have to want to learn. And you will over you you will encounter loads and loads of problems when it comes to property, whether it's minor things or major things. And you have to have the mindset of just overcoming those challenges and having the growth mindset. So it's very important to to keep pushing yourself and learning. I'll give you another example. So earlier this year, um, I, I buy blocks of flats. They're really run down, smelly, and I refurb them and I put nice people in there and I give them a great home. And I was looking at I don't know. I think I bought about seven um, this year blocks of flats in the city of Plymouth where I where I live, and you know seven blocks of flats is a lot of flats, right? So it's a big big project to do. And now fast forward to the end of the year where I've completed those, and you know the tenants are in there and they're happy and everyone you know everything's worked out well. I'm now looking at thirteen. And you know if you had said to me at the beginning of the year thirteen, it's like bloody hell, Angus, that's, that's one mega challenge, but it's one step at a time. You know, and I think that's very important with your mindset to always want to push yourself and constantly want to grow as opposed to just saying, right, that's it now. I've done one property. I'm no more for me. You know, I've hit my peak. I've hit my limit. Always push yourself. Like any athlete, you always want to be faster. You always want to be better, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's very important. Regardless of what your vision and your values are, Always try to be the best you can. Always try to be the very best. Try to be excellent. Always be striving to be the best. And I think that's so, so important in no matter what you do in your life, whether it's in a job, uh, being the best in your department, uh, as a parent, trying to inspire your children to be the best they can, um, or whether it's in business, to be the best in your business and to help serve and inspire other people. But what do you do if you are, oh, this is probably generalizing a little bit, weaker in a certain area does it come down to you've got to be willing to invest the time to become better at it or do you just resign the fact that there's going to be a certain trait that you may be weaker than say the rest of them okay so for example you may not be very good with figures you're an amazing athlete but you're not very good with figures right so either you can train yourself up and you can go on courses and you can learn accountancy and you can learn all these different things and it will take time and you will have to invest in yourself, which is probably the best investment you can ever make. 
Or if you don't have the time or the inclination, or perhaps it's just I really can't be bothered with numbers. I, you know, perhaps you're dyslexic. I mean, there's a genuine reason why you can't do figures. Then, then find pe- people that can help support you in the in those roles that you're not very good at. For example, in a business, the MD, the top guy, the CEO, he isn't necessarily an expert in everything, but he has a team of directors around him that will support him, that will enhance his decision-making because they're experts in their particular field and he draws upon their experience. So you don't always necessarily need to be the best in every field out there. But if you can employ people, you can work with or partner with people who are experts in those fields, that's where you start building an amazing team and that's when you start driving forward a lot quicker than if you just did everything yourself. And my final question for you, Angelos, before we wrap up the episode if you had to summarize what we've been speaking about into one sentence for people to take, I mean, word that again. If, if you had to summarize what we've been speaking about today into one sentence for people to take away, what would that be? I think we have a duty to share our, our born talents and our born skills um, with the world. So if you, if you have a dream or you have a passion or a purpose in life and you and you want to be the very best and successful at, in that particular field or whatever it may be, then you have a duty to share that with the world because it there's nothing worse than looking back at your life and going, if only I could have done this. So do it for yourself, do it for all your friends, do it for your family, do it for society, but share that talent with the world. So once again, Angelos, thanks again for coming on the Mindset Game podcast. Thank you, James. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Well, the pleasure's been all mine. If you like this episode, please do share it with your friends and do let Angelos and I know what your thoughts are of the episode by tagging us over on Instagram at Angelos Saunders and at James O. Roberts 11 on Twitter and on Facebook. And again, do check out his book, Your Success, Hidden Traits of Successful People, and you can become a success too as well as the Your Success podcast. Make sure to check those out. The link will be in the description. You can find all the show notes at mindsetgame.lipsum.com under the category psychology. Once again, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time for another episode of the Mindset Game podcast. Thank <laughs> you.